It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. No, no, seriously, what is going on? Because this is this has been a uh, wow, what a day two, what a day two of uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the NFL draft, and yes, this is not a dream, everybody. I'm sorry, I wish it was, but Jalen Hurts, yes, the guy that was in the biggest stage in college football for Alabama, who got pulled, who said uh, you're going to go to Oklahoma now. And uh, actually had a really uh, amazing uh, college career, but uh, no one had quarterback on the Philadelphia Eagles mind, and I was livid. I still kind of am, and I'm still trying to process all this stuff just like you are. Uh, it is going to be a very exciting uh, Go Birds Radio. Is there is a lot to get through in a very short amount of time, and I would love to hear from you today. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Elliot Short Parks will be here at two. I am sure we are going to do battles and things like that. Uh, but I am here today just to try and figure this out. And if you have any ideas of why there is a new quarterback drafted the second overall pick uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2020 is a quarterback. And uh, it threw everyone for a loop. And I, here are I, – I thought about this a lot, you know. And granted, uh, there wasn't a lot of sleep and there hasn't been because sports are back and I would rather uh, enjoy this moment as much as we can, uh, you know, because this was, this was great. Uh, yeah, amongst all of uh, the different things that we've been dealing with for months, just to yell and debate about sports for uh, a few moments is, is great. Having the NFL draft – was exactly perfectly timed for all of this. And now we have got a lot of time to figure out why Jalen Hurts is a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh, And these are the best things that I can come up with here. Now, I'm not saying I'm right 
because I don't know what the Eagles are thinking. None of us do. But I, uh, I can't yell and scream anymore without asking why or at least trying to find why. And let's start with one of the simple things that everybody's been talking about since this happened. Number one, college football. College football is should be on your mind 100% right now because I've never seen anything weirder than what Howie Roseman presented in the press conference after drafting Jalen Hurns, uh, Hurts last night. Uh, and by the way, we have a Jalen, Jalen, Jalen thing going on here uh, with the draft. Like, give me all the Jalens in the world here. Let us let <laughs> make T-shirts out of how ridiculous this might end up here. But college football, for those of you asking, what is the short-term value of Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia when clearly there's no OTAs that are on the horizon? There's no, uh, you know, really opportunity probably to have a normal training camp. It's a quarterback that needs a lot of work to be able to go and start. And again, that's a projection. This guy's been through two major programs, the SEC and the Big 12, uh, and has shown more than just like, I don't know if he's the guy, but a guy you would take in the second round. And in the second round in a normal 16-game schedule, in what we are used to, there is no reason to take a backup quarterback in the second round. Why? Because it's totally unnecessary. It is totally unnecessary to do those things because a second-rounder doesn't say backup quarterback. A second-rounder says, I'm going to start, and I'm going to start sooner than later. Nate Sudfeld, a guy you draft in the sixth round, and by the way, Howie, it's not a QB factory when you can't even you know, uh, convince us that Nate Sudfeld can't even have a backup position in there, but those are also two major things that happen over the course of the Eagles season, not even – you know, this year, but of course, we know Carson Wentz's injury history. That's another thing I'm going to put to the side for a second. Uh, but with all of this going on, you know, and, 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 and just trying to rationalize or even think or, or, or know why in the short term, how does Jalen Hurts have any value? You keep hearing this thing that, uh, you know, the, the minimum that they would get back is a second rounder. So they make an investment uh, in what uh, they know they are going to get back automatically and it could be higher? How is that possible? How? How? When when I just explained all of these things in front of us, there's no way Hertz is going to be ready like a veteran is. There's <laughs> clearly, uh, you know, um, this, this raises a bunch of questions about Carson initially in the reaction and all of this. But in the short-term value, here's how you get more than a second-round pick for Jalen Hurts in 2021. If college football, does not exist, which has a greater chance of happening today than I thought did, well, ever, honestly, because all of this is new to us. But you've had programs already cancel all of their stuff from fall sports, spring sports, maybe uh, winter ends up getting into it. But the one thing I know for sure, if you are closing schools in this country, in the and and you have to be an athlete, or excuse me, you have to be a student to be an athlete in the NCAA. This is not like they're going to change their minds and suddenly start paying everybody. You know, you have to be in school, and if there is no school, how can there be college football? So I'll start there with that bullet point. I, I and and this is part of thinking outside of the box and trying to figure out what they're doing here. So I think the short-term value in what they think is if college football doesn't happen, you can flip that to whoever desperately needs a quarterback right away and is willing to pay more than a second rounder than what you got for him. And also he's had a year to develop under Doug Peterson and that QB room. 
So at least I think that is a possible option of why they did it now as opposed to later. Secondly, let's learn a little bit about Jalen Hurts real quickly. Uh, you heard me mention it before. This guy has uh, it is the Carson Wentz of college football in the fact that his replacement, which just got drafted by the Miami Dolphins, who I think they are equally you know, close quarterbacks, or at least they were during that run, and then everything changed again. Tua, who had an injury history, went higher, you know, and and was selected. They both went to the same school, and I think they had not the same amount of success, but pretty damn close to it, and anything that Jalen Hurts did in Oklahoma almost proved that. They told Jalen Hurts that he's not welcome here anymore after taking them to the championship game, and then he had to transfer to another school to prove that he could go and do it in a completely different conference, in a, in, in a, a, a conference that is... Nothing but scoring and, and, you know, quickly. And it looks more and more. And even though people always just look at the Big 12 and are like, ah, that's they don't play defense there. It's not like the pros. Sorry, y'all. The college game and the pro game are now almost identical. So the thought to me, at least, of having two quality starters and not two quality backups and you've got to start thinking differently about all of this because that is where the NFL has been heading for a very, very long time. And it, and it sounds ridiculous, but Jalen Hurts understands what Carson Wentz went through. So that takes out at least the drama of going, wow, man, uh, you got him to the Super Bowl, and then your backup quarterback ended up winning it for you. I, I know exactly how that feels. And there was a lot of people that were telling you to get out of town. And this way, if Carson Wentz ends up getting a concussion in the wildcard game or week 17 or the divisional round on your way, by the way, of trying to chase, hopefully, uh, the the number one seed who's going to have the biggest advantage in the NFL moving forward because there isn't a second round or a a two seed to have a bye anymore, you're going to have to have every shot and opportunity if you don't have that one seed to go on the road with multiple starters. You can't rely anymore on a quarterback that is just injury prone. And it is okay to say Carson Wentz is injury prone because he is. We've seen it. It's not entirely his fault, and it's really no one else's fault that's hitting him with the exception of Davion Clowney. And we know where that came from. We understand. But everyone, everyone gets hurt in the NFL. 13 out of 32 starting quarterbacks last year got hurt. And do you remember the Steelers trying to put out garbage at the end of the year? Garbage pale, garbage can quarterbacks named Duck Hodges and God knows what else. And on and on and on. And they were still in contention at the end of the year. If they had a guy like Jalen Hurts to finish that out, don't they get in? And now especially, there is another playoff spot in the NFL, a new wild card spot. That means that you can have more opportunities to get into the playoffs, and it's almost literally two seasons. And we all hope for the best. We want Carson Wentz to stay healthy. We want him to be the guy. They aren't saying anything different here. They are saying, we can't pay quarterbacks anymore. They just why are they why would you draft somebody in the second round when you have an enormous enormous cap hit with the guy you just paid as your starter? I'll tell you why. They can't pay backup quarterbacks anymore. They can't. They cannot do it. They cannot bring in Chase Daniel for 10 million dollars and overpay for that and full well knowing that we know that Chase Daniel and we know that Carson Wentz have a massive gap in between them. 
massive. And a city that knows how to win with a backup quarterback. And yes, the quarterback is always an ego-driven thing. It's one guy. It's his team. It's how they're going to go. And if you're just as confused on the messaging from this offseason to where this pick landed now, I am right there with you. But I also know that this franchise did not, for the last two years, try to protect Carson Wentz and his image, his leadership, all of this other different stuff. The things that we have argued about with Nick Foles, the Super Bowl, where the Eagles are going over the next couple of years. Is this a a dynasty? Are they going to go back there? All of these other different things that are hanging out in the air here. And they didn't address, you know, how to go and and do that post-Super Bowl. And now they have to do it in post-NFL. They have to. They this is this is no longer an option. And I think they're trying to get ahead of the curve by saying, we recognize that in the NFL there is a 100% injury rate and we can't predict when those things happen. That might happen during preseason which they're eliminating two games because, again, and think about this too, Nate Sudfeld, your backup, got injured in preseason. Then you had to go sign Josh McCown, and I'm still not even sure, like I said before, that Nate Sudfeld you liked in the beginning. And that took you a long time to develop Nate Sudfeld. And if it took you that long to go and do that, almost two seasons, and then you realize this guy isn't it at all, and I really can't flip him anymore. You know, that's the problem with backup quarterbacks. They don't have enough talent for what you pay them. And if you draft somebody in the second round, it's not quite first-round money. You don't have that fifth-year option, but they're going to be cheaper than a guy that you drafted in the first round overall, and it's going to be way under the market of what you are paying any veteran quarterback to come in. And even think about the names that you have thought of. Case Keenum. You know, why wouldn't you just pay him three three years for $18 million? Because it took Case Keenum the same al- amount of time. Case Keenum was terrible his entire career. And then he had one major, major, major run with the Minnesota Vikings, and now his career set for, you know, until he wants to hang it up here. So these are all the things that I'm thinking as Jalen Hurts is in Philadelphia. It doesn't mean that I like it. And it doesn't mean that the Eagles are right here. But I'm just trying to understand what might be happening. There's a lot on the table. It is not just one reason in particular. Let's figure this thing out together tonight uh, or this afternoon. I mean, I haven't slept in, in like I said, 55 hours it almost feels like. Because, one, it is so exciting that, like I said, sports are back. We, it is it is the most controversial pick that I can remember the, the Eagles ever doing. You know, there are. If this was just a a, a random skill player O lineman that was a bad pick, we'd be yelling about it. But this is this is different. This says that the game is changing here, and and I and I, I really just want to react to all of this uh, today. Oh, we we have a pick that is in. As we're all all reading here, what what At is the selection? Twenty seventh overall pick. The Philadelphia Eagles select. Kayvon Wallace, safety out of Clemson. Well, there you go. Okay. And and like I said, we'll get into that too, but there is a lot of talent in day yeah. four. That is one of the biggest questions that I had, when, especially when Jalen Hurts is there and you have so many good corners and all this other thing. What are you corners, doing? Corners, wide receivers, okay. linebackers. Right after they took Wallace, though, uh, Gabriel Davis, a good wide receiver out of UCF, did go to the Bills. So I like taking a safety, but... Wide receiver right there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, 
This is this is everyone is going to question this draft for the rest of time. This is either going to be the greatest idea that the Eagles have ever had, or this is exactly what it is on the surface, and exactly what I felt last night too. Of just what in the world is Howie Roseman doing? Smartest person in the room. God, it feels like it, but then you start unpackaging these layers of what may or may not happen in the future, and you want options. And even before we came on here, Adam Schefter saying maybe part of this is due to the coronavirus because if the NFL starts in time in September, it's still going to be out there. We've heard reports that it might come back next season, next year, 2021. There might, you know, That's been out there. We don't know where all of these things are going to fall, but there are so many variables that could happen in the next NFL season. I think the Eagles are at least thinking, we've got to get out in front of this. I think that's what they've done. 215-592-9494. It is all reaction here today. We will talk to Elliot Shore Parks at 2 o'clock. So excited to get into it with you. 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. Right here, right here actually, on Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I don't get it either, okay? I don't get it either. But but I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. That's what today is all about. Welcome back to Go Birds Radio right here at Sports Radio 94 WIP 888-729-9494. Yeah, just before we uh, went to break, the Eagles did pick up a another safety toy, uh, Kayvon Wallace, Clemson. So obviously he's the next Dawkins uh, and the next Malcolm Jenkins. And, uh, and this is easy because the Eagles uh, evaluate talent um, perfectly and they, they never do anything wrong. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just teasing here. I'm just we're still frustrated. But uh, for those that uh, don't know, it's just a, it, he's another multi-tool safety that really is more like a, the, the third safety type of role here. Um, it did a lot of great things at, at Clemson in terms of blitzing, being able to you know, be close and play, or, uh, play to the line, more or less. Uh, I think they rely on his his speed and his diagnosis, more or less. And it feels like, you know, Jim Schwartz is kind of building this positionless defensive backfield here, which is another thing that, you know, <laughs> I, I, you probably have to try and recreate because of what you did with Darius Slay and all that stuff. So just a few notes on that. But but the bigger note is it's, it's really who cares? Who cares who's drafted for for the rest of the day? There There is pretty much, and we'll still let you know what's going on, obviously, 215-592-9494. Why, why did this happen? That's what we're trying to solve today, and, uh, and I would love to hear uh, your theories. And we're going to start out uh, with Bruce in Ben Salem. Bruce, thanks for calling Go Birds Radio. What's going on, man? Can you imagine if there was actually – Eagle fans represented at the draft and the backlash once Gregor was announced with Jefferson still being out there. I mean, and that, it was, you thought McNabb got ripped apart. It would have been a total – the media would have – the national media would have loved it because it played into, you know, the evil Philadelphia Eagles fans. But I can honestly say for Gregor and Hurts, it, it probably did them a favor. If They probably benefited from the, the, the coronavirus. For the first time, they're probably the only people who have because we would have been going crazy. Because yeah. you're absolutely, this is the. I was literally sick to my stomach Thursday night. Oh, I was speechless. I, I had no yeah. idea what was happening. All of us were speechless. See, now here's the thing, and I don't want to crucify these young men. I mean, this is the greatest time of their life. This is what they worked all their life for. They didn't ask for this situation. Right. But here's my point. I mean, I'm not even going to get in hurts. I could talk all day about that, but. 
I listened to Richie's show on Friday, and they had Patterson, uh, TCU's coach. Yes, Gary Patterson. Yep, yep. Which was a great interview because the guy was so candid, and I guarantee you it's going to come back to bite him in the butt. But the stuff he said, it it, it had me – if I was Thursday night – I was I was throwing up Friday listening to him because what I took away from that was one, uh, yeah, he's not the greatest blocker. He needs to be coached up. He's terrible. He's Two, never Bruce. He's never going to block. That's not what he's here for. Just okay, so you know. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. I understand it. No, I know. Two, I'm not arguing. I'm just letting you know. He can't catch. He he had the. That's one, not true. I know they 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 blamed it on their, their quarterback. But you know what? This is what got me. This is what got me the most. Okay, they talked about his forty time. And they asked him, why was it so slow at the Combine? And Patterson said, I don't know, but I do know that he came in to the Combine's overweight. Not overweight, not overweight, Bruce. He gained weight to put on mass, so he's more like 195, 5'10", probably thinking that he would still like run a, you know, a, I don't know, a 441 or something well, like, or 445, and then it ends up like, oh, shoot, I, I can't do that. So, well, you know, I'm so happy you told me that because when they asked Patterson why, they're like, I have no clue. And all I thought about was Russell Wilson. Yeah, and, like, and, oh and, my and, God. and Bruce, I just want to make sure everybody gets gets in their time here. And I, I understand where, where everybody is with Jefferson and Jalen here. I had the same concerns about both of them, if we're being honest. And it's so funny that we are talking about the second round pick of what happened and we're ignoring what happened in the first round because what we've done, there's the same concerns. Okay, like well, I mean, Jefferson has significantly better hands than Jalen Rager. Yes, but he's got to catch every single ball thrown to him. Otherwise, his best asset's not really that great, right? Like we're telling the guy in the slot, you've got to make sure catch every ball when you are unsure about his separation issues, and you're unsure. Oh, I, I you're, wasn't hold unsure on, hold on, hold on. You're unsure about whether or not uh, he can play on the outside initially. And, oh, that's that's, gonna, yeah, that's and that's yeah, that's gonna t- and that's gonna take time. I also think, and this is what nobody's really brought up, Joe Brady just got in there, looked at what was going on, changed their offense. It went from a guy that had okay production on the outside to massive production in the slot, and then Joe Brady gets an NFL job and goes to Carolina. Sorry, man. I, I think there is definitely some factors in there saying what your ability between two years, which is important, and everybody ignores 2018, and if you flipped years and had Jalen Rager start in 2018, saw that, saw his junior year be his senior year, we would have a completely different look on who Jalen Rager is. And if I'm going to bet on one of these guys, I'm going to bet on the guy that I know has played outside for two years and was very productive, is a big-time deep threat of all times. The drops are real, but they're not as real as you're making them out to be or most of uh, you know Eagles fandom is, is making out to be here. Jalen Rager is an absolute playmaker, but with both guys, there's new wide receiver coaches. There is new development that's coming in and out. And they just drafted Jalen Hearns in the second round, so who knows what's right or wrong? You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, my other concern with uh, with Justin Jefferson, though, is that Jamar Chase, who's going to be the first quarterback off the board next year, yeah. is on the other side from him. That's going to shift the attention, open things up for Justin Jefferson a little bit. Yeah. And you, you make good oh, points also, about Jalen Rager, who I believe ran a 4-2-2 yeah. on a virtual program. Well, that's, that's not know. true either, because if that's no? true, then I found Jesus, and I found the Holy Grail and all of that <laughs> other stuff. No, run, no one on earth ran a 4-2-2 on their pro day. Everybody lies in their pro day. It's ridiculous. He's faster than 4-4-7. Okay, we all know that. Uh, but, you, yeah, f- feel free to bring that up as well. But let's go to Andrew in Tampa who wants to chime in on this thing. Andrew, what's going on? Thanks for calling the show. 
John, what's happening, my brother? I haven't talked to you in a little while. Oh, what's going you? on, man? Oh, Andrew, it's, this isn't Andrew. Man, what's, what's going on, Angel? How are you, buddy? <laughs> Good, man. You? I, I am, uh, I, I, well, I could, I could be a little better. I don't know. What do you make of this, uh, this second-round pick here? I think I probably felt like everyone else did, just watching their TVs and their jaws drop and thinking how in the world did this happen with Jalen Hurts? Because I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. And I was going back and forth with a friend of mine on Messenger. We were just talking about the different picks and everything else. And then all of a sudden I look at the TV and there's Jalen. He's a Philadelphia Eagle. Now, my, <clears throat> I guess this is kind of a, I don't even know if it's a compensatory pick or not, but to me, because you, you hit on something earlier as far as the salary, that we wouldn't be able to get like a Chase Daniels or anywhere else because obviously with what the Eagles have yeah. on the books right now. So I, I guess it's kind of like a safety pick and also kind of wondering, too, the way Nate Sutfeld felt after him getting the news as well. So I'm, I'm kind of curious on my behalf, but Jalen kind of, I, I don't understand. Maybe he was nervous last time. I'm trying to give him also the benefit of the doubt because yeah. first, uh, the, the post-conference interviews, the first five minutes, when, if you're listening to it back and forth on, on the Eagles podcast or eagles.com, he pretty much went, kept like flickering the answers, almost like saying, I want to invoke the Fifth Amendment. And then Michael Barkan pretty much comes on and he says, you know, you're, you're pretty much not answering the questions. And he answers a question and he still comes out with the same exact Wanna know why? You want to know why? You want to know why? Because they know that college football is not going to happen. <laughs> that, that's that's why and and you yeah. can't come out and say that at least that's what i'm going on here you know like i'm if if any of this sounds illogical it's because we are not giving enough credit to the world we are literally living in right now if adam Schefter right. is saying some people might be worried and the Eagles specifically might be worried about their roster being depleted because of the coronavirus then that's another factor into this thing. Forget about what happens on the field. 17 games, that's another uh, opportunity to go get injured, right? And right. now you're adding something that is incredibly contagious that would at a minimum put you out for 14 days and hopefully not longer because I'm tired of everybody getting this. And that's that's part of all of this, you know? Like, this does seem like, hey, I'm not sure if the NFL is going to be there, but this told me college football is is not going to make it in 2020. That's that's what right. I think this is this is all about. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, it's going to be nuts here to see what's going to happen for even. I, I don't even know if the NFL. They're saying they're going to try and get it off at, at you know in September. I don't particularly see that, especially if, if all these states want to just let everyone have at it here right. shortly. And obviously, we do need sports because and this is the the first thing and God knows what at least a month over a month that we've been able to be excited about, but. It, it it's just it's strange to me just the way everything happened. Even with with Jalen Rager, I mean, it, again, good pick. I'm pretty sure we can develop him. No, and, and, and Angel, and I appreciate it, man. I hope you're hope you're doing well. I just know everybody wants to try and get in here. And he just touched on one thing. That I want to make sure we have been trying to figure out for a lifetime, as we keep saying this over and over again. And I remember smart people like Kevin Clark over at the NFL suggesting it because it is a problem. How do you build a roster? And how do you have enough weapons for the guy that you paid a, a ton of money to? Because you can't do the things that you used to do before the Super Bowl on a rookie contract where it's you can go get Alshon, you can go get all these free agents to build around it. Hell, we just saw it in, in Dallas. That's exactly what they did. The Cowboys got lucky, got a fourth-round quarterback. I mean, didn't put enough weapons around him. Now they did, but now they got to go and pay him. They're in Capel, and they have no solution if Dak Prescott goes down. But they have a lot of weapons, and I'm sure if they, you know, drafted somebody that 
was uh, was close to Dak's uh, skill set, that that would be bo- more beneficial in the ro- long run as well. Like, that's what the game is now. How do you create a roster without taking up cap space anymore? And Howie Roseman's idea, or at least I think is, I'm going to go draft one that doesn't cost as much as a normal backup quarterback in the NFL, and I'm going to lose experience, but I'm going to gain so much money. And I'm going to bet that Jalen Hurts' talent, even if he's not the greatest thrower initially, is still a quarterback that has gone through two huge programs and knows how to play the position. And Doug Peterson, along with a bunch of other quarterbacks in the NFL, by the way, have more control over Carson and Jalen Hurts than, than they do in terms of schematics and what they're doing on the field. And if you don't believe me, Patrick Mahomes still doesn't know how to read a defense and admitted as much because he told Andy Reid that and said that after they won the Super Bowl. This is not about everything above the shoulders. This is about getting athletes, getting them into space, giving them the football and going. And I think this is part of of that in mind as we go to Charlie in Douglasville. Charlie, thanks for calling Gobert's Radio. What's on your mind, man? How you doing now? I, I got to say that I think the Rager pick was a good pick. Uh, I do know. too, for what it's worth. I'm not. I'm not CD, knocking it. CD was a great. Would have been a great pick, but I, I at the point at that point I didn't want to see them give up the second round. But after they made that second round pick, I was absolutely floored. But then the more I thought about it, the more I think of this whole thing, there's got to be more to this story than we're hearing. So absolutely. Far. And so. I'm not so sure that maybe they already have a deal with somebody like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, see, and Charlie, that's a part of this too. Is maybe, and that's something I didn't even think about short term, and that's a that's a great idea. I don't know how the new CBA works. I remember if you drafted a rookie and signed him, you couldn't really uh, trade him, or it was really hard to do that. You know, before the oh. the the season started, and I'm not sure about the rules now, but. But to my point, if there is no NFL and you're restarting the year or it's shortened or whatever, and the Jaguars are still getting looking to get rid of Ngakwe, and you can just go, you can just have Jalen Hurts, and we can call it a deal, <laughs> then, then, then I think that's definitely a part of it too, Charlie, or at least a possibility. Well, well if you look at the, the Jaguars' picks, they didn't pick any a whole lot on the offensive side of their team, mostly their defense and. And not only that, they really don't have a quarterback. Uh, yeah. So you you just uh, that whole thing just hangs together so well, and and maybe that's just pie in the sky. But uh, I don't know. It just the whole thing just kind of hangs together because otherwise it just doesn't make any sense at all. No, that's what and that's what I mean, Charlie. And I appreciate it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Yeah, because and I want to drive this home. Did, did the suddenly the Eagles change their mind on Carson Wentz and no one heard about it and it just happened overnight and then everything just turned into the Sixers season and it felt like every you know I mean that was worse than Al Horford getting signed you know because people were excited about that <laughs> but it, it's the same result it just all happened at once you know and I don't believe that the Philadelphia Eagles suddenly changed their mind and said you know what actually all this time that we have done, building up Carson Wentz and telling everybody that he's a franchise quarterback and saying that we need his voice to be louder and we need to get rid of Malcolm Jenkins because of that, at least a factor of that, and Alshon Jeffrey hanging in there and all of these other guys that they're getting rid of because they need Carson to have the leadership in the locker room 
because that doesn't do this. We all thought the same thing when it happened. Oh, my God, there's a quarterback controversy. Is Carson Wentz okay? What do they think? What is going on? All of that leaps out in front. But there is a... There is another, another big one that I think we're missing here, and we are not giving enough respect to the rules that have changed in the NFL. Uh, When we come back, I'll get into all of that. We'll keep continuing the phone calls, 215-592-9494. It is Go Birds Radio. I'm John Bartrand, and this is Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Like I said, we've got a lot to get into in a short amount of time to do it. 2 p.m., L.A. Shore Parks will be with us. It is Go Birds Radio, 215-592-9494. Here's the biggest, simplest thing why I think they actually drafted Jalen Hearns in the second round. You've heard you know, the, the short-term possibilities, and they are just that, possibilities, theories on, on what happened last night. And my biggest one is just simply this, that we are ignoring uh, it really, I, through the course of even, I would say, the last 20 years, how many times that a starting quarterback has been injured in the NFL, and if you don't care about that, you should care about the historical injuries that the Philadelphia Eagles have had at the position. You know, there there hasn't been one season where they haven't had to need a, a backup for more than two games. I think that was out there. But even if that's not exact, it's a lot. It is a lot. We saw it when Donovan was here uh, multiple times that you had to have somebody in there and move in and out. But that was the old NFL. The old NFL had 16 games, and the old NFL had two buys. The new NFL, which we are not giving enough credit for, has 17 games. So now you're asking your quarterback to stay healthier a game longer which is not good, that's going to increase injury. It doesn't decrease. That's just factual, you know? Uh, And, again, you are also solving the problem at the same time of not paying quarterbacks because you need the salary to go get playmakers for your quarterbacks. And to me, the only way to do that in today's NFL with a 17-game schedule, with a only, and this is important here too, at the during the regular season, if if the Eagles did not have Nick Foles, Uh, they do not win that number one seed. If they don't have Carson Wentz, they don't win that number one seed. You and I have agreed on that for a long time. It's just about how much credit. But who cares because that's what the new NFL is. And it's been happening for a very long time. We just, nobody adapts to this thing. And I don't know if they've adapted too early or if they're thinking way too far ahead on this, but at least I understand the logic in here. This seems like it's analytical, data-driven. All of this is just factual. People get hurt. They're going to get hurt more. Athletes are getting stronger, not weaker. You're going to have more injuries. Those aren't going to go away. But you can't predict them. And if you're in the middle of week 14 to go clinch the number one seed, then I would like a guy like Jalen Hearns, Hurts, excuse me, after he's hopefully developed and is actually good. And that's a whole other thing. I don't know if he's good. <laughs> I don't know if he's good. And that's the only thing that's holding up my argument. If Jalen Hurts is good, then it makes sense to me. If he's bad, then all of this is crap and throw it out the door. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Exactly. And we'll continue to say that. But at least there's a a somewhat of, of logic in here when you look at the landscape of what the Eagles have done as a franchise, where the NFL is going, two QB system. Joe DeCamera might have been right. You have to have two quarterbacks. This isn't this isn't backup starters. That sounds so weird to me coming out of my mouth. I know, but we're in it. 
We're in a pandemic. You got to start thinking differently in a pandemic. I'm sorry. This is not the normal NFL. It's not a normal world. It is no longer the normal NFL. We have not said that once in this draft process at all. We completely ignored it because we're losing our jobs. We're sick. We are there's so much else going on that why would we care about a draft strategy? Why would we care? But this is part of it. Everyone is drafting for 16 games, not 17, and not for just a one seat. I think Howie has is ahead here. I hope he's ahead here because if he's not, I want his ass out of that chair before one snap of football happens. If any of this is outside of any of that, throw his ass out. But if it's not, man, it's going to be very, very intriguing to talk about for a very very long time because we also might have just seen the NFL switch in Philadelphia, at least the philosophy and the timing and all that. While we're debating all this, got to know what Justin in Tennessee is thinking because I know he was livid last night. Justin, what has happened to my friend? Thanks for calling Go Birds Radio. Dude, I am madder than a wet hen. I, this ain't, this is ridiculous. I mean, I could understand not giving up the second pick to take C.D. Lamb. But after that, there is no way. I would trade Jalen, 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 Larry, Mullen, Curly out. This is what we were going to get. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. I had my 13 year old son call me. He, he he went to a friend's for a sleepover type thing last night because they're all going stir crazy over here. You yeah, know, nobody's yeah. been to school or everything. So he called me at 11:30 last night. And said, Dad, is this a joke? You know, did, what's what? Is Carson going to retire? Is something wrong? I've got a thirteen-year-old. Yeah. Know, are they done? But Justin, but Justin, stupid? think about this too. Okay, so now that's you just added another factor into this. Uh, we have seen Andrew Luck do it. We have seen a lot of star linebackers, linemen. Uh, who else? You know, in the last maybe five years that have stepped away from the game uh, earlier than expected because of injuries and because of all of this. So yes. That is another factor on there. What if Carson, just like Nick Foles, by the way, for two years in a row and maybe even three and more in his career, everyone retires or or, or thinks about retiring at some point in their career? You know, so that again, another factor on top of all of this stuff because we are going to be in a in a different new world, and I don't I'm, I wouldn't take off that off the table right now only because of what they said at the press conference and they didn't give away anything. Well, so. I don't know. I, I guess I was just so annoyed at the whole thing. And, I mean, I was sitting there. I was excited. I was watching you on Twitter with your Sports in Bed. Sports show, in Bed is, you know, my goodness, uh, we're going to promote the hell out of that. Yeah, I mean, you went, you went from 100 viewers to 6,500 6, within a, second. a matter of minutes. In a dude. second, because we were all thinking the I same mean, thing. And I couldn't tell yeah. anybody anything because I was speechless. I go, oh, my exactly. God, they ruined football exactly. for me. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, that is that is something you need to do more of. It's highly entertaining. Okay, you can interact with your Mosh, fans and everything. You, you in for sports in bed? We'll do some sports in bed. <laughs> yeah, sports in bed. Let's do it. Justin, uh, I, I love you, man. I I hope everything's uh, going going okay down hey. there, and we'll talk to you soon for sure. All right. But, but I'll, yes, sir. All right. You hang in there, brother. Uh, all right, man. You too, brother. I'll, I'll be in my bed, and you stay. No, in no, your yeah, bed. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're Social distancing. <laughs> sports in bed. If you're not uh, uh, familiar with sports in bed, shout out to my good friend uh, Jeff McDib, who um, who started that trend. And sometimes, like I, I was so tired last night, you just need to kick it back up and have the computer there and. You know, the phone uh, with the ESPN draft, got the t- it was perfect. I was relaxed, and then I was frightened. I was sweating last night, guys. I sweat. I, I didn't know what to think. 
I, I, I couldn't tell anybody anything because I go, I don't have an answer for you. This is the first time ever I've been stumped by a draft pick. I should have been watching your sports in bed instead of uh, listening to Booger McFarland on ESPN. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's let's take a, try and uh, fit in a, a few more phone calls. I know what everybody wants to get in here too. Alex in Reading has been hanging on. What's going on, man? Thanks for calling Gobert's Radio. Hey, what's up, John? Um, yeah, you brought up some really good points in, uh, in your opening, and I think uh, they're privy to information that we're not we don't know yet. And there is going to be a college football season. So now you got it. If there is an NFL season, now you got to pretend, you know, uh, a, a highly ranked quarterback coming in, probably use him in some gadget plays, get him in the, you know, QB room. And then also think, I was thinking right when they made the pick, this is a leverage move and, and a, a trading trip, uh, like chip, for a team that needs a quarterback and maybe uh, is trying to unload a player of a position of need. And also the other factor, like you said, we're in uncharted territory right now with with the times but we don't know where Alshon is as far as his recovery absolutely he doesn't have a physical and we've been trying to you know so I'm thinking like all right this could be like a Sam Bradford type situation where a team that's desperate for a quarterback come training camp we could package Alshon and unload uh Jalen Hurts for a potential future first or a player of need or a position of need I, I just think this is it's a win-win, and it's not like it was a reach at – he was, you know, projected in around, like, the 50s uh, in the second round. Yeah. But I, I definitely think this is – got to think outside the box in, in, in the situation we're in. Like, well, because – and, and they did, draft. too, and that's why it's hard for to, to rationalize this after seeing it happen on the surface. And I don't, I don't blame anybody. Like, I'm still completely skeptical of all of this, and it's based on – that we don't know, Alex. I'm, I'm – I'm right there with you, but at least like let's try to find some reasons of why they might be doing this, and I think there are a bunch of logical reasons of why you would do it. And I'm not again, I'm not sure if you can just take Alshon and you can take Hertz and you can just say who wants this. You know, you got to take Alshon, but you'll get a quarterback. It's a good idea. I don't know if the CBA allows it, but if they do, then that eases my mind even more because it puts another option on the table. I'm just and looking might, for options. And it might not even happen this offseason. Right. But maybe, maybe next year. Think he's, uh, I think he's off the books season. next year, though, Alshon. Yeah. yeah. If there isn't a college season, then, you know, you got a top-rated quarterback. I mean, he was probably graded higher than yeah. some of the guys that went in the first round. Yeah. So, yeah. No, um, I, and, Alex, we, do, we just got to wrap up. I appreciate, it. I appreciate everybody, uh, you know, uh, chiming in here because it's a, it's a confusing situation. No one's really right or wrong. Uh, it's just trying to debate all this stuff so we can try and find an answer together because I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do know that the Eagles aren't this dumb. I have to give them a, a small benefit of the doubt that there is an explanation coming for this. It just might take forever to get to it. But one explanation we will not have to wait for at all. Coming up in just a few minutes, Ellie Shore Parks is going to join us just after 2 o'clock. Want to get his take on this. What a wild draft weekend this ended up being. So glad you guys are here with us on Go Birds Radio, right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios, this is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Every go play. It is Go Birds Radio. Right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We roll on until 3. I'm John Barchard along with Moshe Kravitz on the 1s and 2s. 215-592-9494. Uh, LA Shore Parks, we're actually going to wait 
until the Eagles select here. They've got back-to-back picks, 145-146. The fake fourth-round picks, as I like to call them, because this is really the fifth round. Uh, and uh, if you uh, missed it, they've already uh, drafted a safety from uh, Clemson, who is uh, kind of this uh, all-around um, you know, positionless DB thing that the you know, Jim Schwartz is doing. You know, Kayvon Wallace from Clemson was drafted earlier here. So a lot of people thinking uh, corner wide receiver. Uh, I see a good friend from uh, NJ.com, Mike K, kind of sending that. I personally right now would take two quarterbacks uh, back-to-back, 145. Because why not? Let's run the wing tee and let's just see what happens. Long just draft, snapper. Yeah, just draft athletes that can't throw. Uh, and then that way Carson won't feel threatened by anything. You can do some wild, crazy stuff and just go that route. Uh, you know, that's, that is, um, we're all thinking the same thing. We don't know what the Eagles are thinking. I've had a lot of theories, you know, and, and a lot of, uh, uh, potential short-term, long-term things of why they would do this. But I, here's what I want to ask too, cause I, and I'm sure Elliot's going to get into this, but is there any inkling at all that you are going, John, this is way too complicated what you're saying. I understand that this is a different world, but let's be honest here. Let's be pretty simplified in this. Doesn't it just seem like they don't trust Carson Wentz and they got a quarterback because they were scared and they didn't want to tell anybody about it? Yes, absolutely. We've been, I, I've been telling you all the optimistic sides of this thing, but on the surface here, and, I, and I'm curious uh, what, what you think here, Moshe, is do you believe as, as – oh, we got picks coming in. Is it – oh, it's right now. Here we go. 145 is – Oh, hold on. It just went by on Twitter. It is offensive lineman out of Auburn, Jack Driscoll. Ah, and I believe another swing guy, if I remember correctly. I'll tell you a little bit about him once we uh, know a little bit more, because honestly, the day three guys, I was just telling Moshe, I, I <laughs> to throw a couple of darts anyway, because who knows where the Eagles are going to take any of these guys with no pro days and all that. But yeah, I don't know. You know anything about uh, Jack Driscoll there? I, I do not. No, I, I did the least amount of work on the offensive line. I, I just want John Runyon Jr. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're going to get that now, but uh, Lance Zerline has a little bit of a breakdown here. Four-year starter, loads of game experience, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like a, a backup special teamer tackle that they need to go and start the process of – uh, maybe finding the next big V uh, in there. Um, and now they don't need to rely just on Jordan Mailata being ready as the backup tackle, <laughs> which probably wasn't going to happen yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, come on now. Yeah. Uh, also not going to happen. Four quarterbacks going on at, at once on the field, so you can rule that out. But simply, though, uh, I want to get back to that motion. Do you honestly believe in whatever? At 146, we'll get into it whenever. Um, is it is it just as simple as they don't trust Carson Wentz? Am I overthinking this? I don't think it's that – it's not that they don't trust Carson. I mean, the way how he spoke, they trust his ability. They just don't trust that he can stay on the field, and they admit it as much. And, and I don't think that, anybody can in the NFL anymore. Oh, That's no, my absolutely. point. Yeah. I mean, the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers was hurt. I think Ben Roethlisberger was hurt. A ton of top guys were hurt. Um, and then you add in the fact that they were clear with Carson, how he said this in the press conference. Yeah. Ahead of time, they spoke to him earlier in the day even saying, here's who's on our board. We might take a quarterback early. They Carson understands that they don't that they're worried about his health. Man, and that's just and that's true. And it's clear that, you know, 
Howie Roseman is making clear, like, he's a rookie, all this other stuff. But, like, don't say you didn't want to give up a high-level pick for CeeDee Lamb and then convince us that a second-round pick is not a high-level pick. We all Like, it was just a back-and-forth messaging. And, and I, I know what's happening there. Do we? Oh, the pick is in at, uh, at uh, 146 no, as but well? No, our own Tucker Bagley ah, yes. says that uh, Jack Driscoll, not much size slash length, probably more of a guard than tackle at the NFL That makes level. sense. And maybe even in a – my rule is if you can – if you're a tackle, you can play guard and – Sometimes if you're a guard, you can play center and so on and so on. But, you know, more guards, more depth, whatever. It's the fifth, fourth round, but it's really the fifth. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Is it, is it more simpler than I'm trying to make it out to be? Is it just I, uh, we don't know what Carson Wentz's future is going to be? And after this year, maybe it's not. I think it's a possibility. Uh, you know, and that's the other thing here, too, as we go to Mark in uh, Woodbury Heights. Marks, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging on, man. What's on your mind? <laughs> Yo, Mark. You there, buddy? Yo, John. Hey, what's Yo, going John. on, buddy? Hold on one second. John, the bottom line, let me bottom line this real quick. Sure. Okay, real quick. There was no reason to make that pick, to pick a quarterback, when you don't have one linebacker. Your pass rushers are older, okay, with the exception of Barnett. Right. And, and you have so many needs. You know, you can rationalize it any way you want. The backup quarterback position is important. We could do different things with this guy. We can run this offense. We can run that offense. You can rationalize it all you want. The bottom line is they over, they're they overthinking, overanalyzing. Instead of picking the guy the Bills picked right after, we picked Hurts. Okay, who would have talking been a nice boy, addition to talk, the Talking about my boy, uh, A.J. Epinenza? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> From? What if, I, well, that's what I was expecting, to be honest with you, Mark. <laughs> I thought yeah, I was going right, to be the lone guy defending that pick, but yeah, now this is even worse. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, and again, you can rationalize this all day long. The, the kid's a good quarterback. There's no question about it. But at the end of the day, how much is he going to play? What's he going to contribute? Are you going to start him? Is he going to be a guy like Sproles? Is he going to be uh, a guy like Hill from the Saints? And you could, you know, you could map it all out. Yeah. You need people who are going to tackle other people. You need people that are going to defend your team. And they don't have enough enough guys on defense. They just don't. They're linebacking core. You know, and football is football. It, it's still the main part of it is, is you got to have a strong defense. The Chiefs, yeah, they had a great offense last year. But their defense shut the Niners down in the second half. That's why they won that game. Yeah, but they got to the Super Bowl because of their offense, Mark. I mean, their defense yeah, didn't come did, along until, like, de- the six, last six weeks, just like, you know, the Eagles did yeah. on their run, too. Now, offense wins championships, man. Offense wins championships. Well, now, it always I, I will I still now. disagree with that, and I'm going to tell you why. In the Eagles' high-scoring game, the year they won the Super Bowl, the defense made the play of the game to win that game. I know, but they also had so, to score a massive amount of points, in, <laughs> and I appreciate the call, Mark. I get it, but you have to hang. You got to be able to get there. And in that year, they had to hang with Nick Foles to get them to there to warm up. To you know, we all know the story. We all know that. Uh, but in the short term, yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't make any sense. This does not make any sense from a team building standpoint. Even if you try to rationalize it, and the only thing again that I can come up with is this: they are. It's not really about Carson. It's really just about they are so unsure of what sports are going to be, that they are looking at this. And they're telling us all right now. They tried to tell us before the draft, but they're going, hey, we're rebuilding. And this is what that says, that they are rebuilding something. 
but it's very confusing to be in that mode when you just also traded for Darius Slay and had a third and fifth round pick and didn't address corner at all. And instead of addressing corner, uh, you took a quarterback. So that's that's pretty weird uh, to me in terms of like nobody does that. No one does that. There has to be a ration for it. And and, uh, and maybe it is just as simple as. Listen, I don't, I don't believe that Carson Wentz is the guy, and we've got to go get somebody right now with this opportunity where no one believes we are taking a quarterback, by the way, and go, here it is. That's, that, that makes more logical sense in terms of simplistic to the point and whatever. But I'm telling you, the coronavirus changed a lot of things, so I'm still in wait-and-see mode because uh, I, I kind of understand it a little more, at least I think I do, of where their, where their rationale is, but... I mean, everyone's making great points. We can say all these things, but how does this help your team right now? And if there is an NFL season, you still got to play football. And Jalen Hurts is not going to help you in 2020. Not right away, uh, anyway. Unless they they do develop him and he's a lot higher and he's more Russell Wilson than he is, what, Tavares Jackson or whatever. You know, like Kellen Clemens. Like, there's a couple of guys that have gone in the second round and been backups their entire life, but they were meant to be starters in the beginning, and maybe that's just part of this. The new NFL is about two starters and not a starter in a quarterback. The 146th pick, the Eagles select. No, they traded oh, to they the traded. one, the only, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> who are drafting up to take? A center whose last name I couldn't pronounce, but the Eagles about get right. number 164, so they move back Pick up another fifth? Picks. Awesome. Exactly, and a fi- a fifth rounder in 2021. Aha. Just, so there, see, you go. there you go. Just how he outsmarting everybody again. You know, taking quarterbacks in the second round, drafted back in the fifth. We're just a bunch of idiots over here. I, I just need more of an explanation. Please stop making me go crazy. Please stop making me stay up all night until like 3.30 in the morning and go, this means something, this means something, this means something, and then come out with like, maybe this is what you're thinking here. Because it's still. Why have you done <laughs> this? I know, Howie. Why? Why? This is uh, this is our one shot at really enjoying sports, and we're all really bleeping confused about it on a Saturday afternoon. Let's go to Brian in Westchester. Brian, thanks for calling the show, man. What's going on, man? Hey, I uh, I like to pick. I like to pick because of this fact. There's no way Howie Roseman can make this pick without Doug Peterson signing on, and I trust Peterson. And so he thinks Jalen Hurts is a quarterback he can win with. There's no way he's signing on for any, any other reason than that. And so the most important position in football is the quarterback. And if you can get one in the second round, you go get him. Uh, I mean, is that it? <laughs> yeah, but does, doesn't that create a, a weird locker room dynamic right, right in the beginning there? Screw the locker room dynamic. You have a starting quarterback, or at least the Eagles think they have it, in the second round. And just looking forward, let's say you know everything progresses and the season's played. He will have more impact for opposing defensive coordinators to scheme for than any other second-round pick you could have made. Yeah, I guess that's true, but there can only be one quarterback at a time, Brian. You know, it's that's why I was like, yeah, sure. I, and like, where is it, it, Let's say he's here long term. Like how are that? That's when all the all the short term, maybe even rationalization about, you know, college football not being there or, or any of that. But how how does Jalen Hurts, you know, display what he can do 
outside of maybe a preseason game or two. Like, we're not going to see him a lot of practice either because I'm sure the rules will change for how much media can be involved once this thing, you know, continues to be normal again and all this other stuff. I mean, how are you going to know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a good point. All I know <laughs> is that if basically everything that you do outside the quarterback position doesn't matter a lick unless you have that position correct. Yep. And That's so true. having two instead of one, for me, is a hell of a lot better than just depending on Carson Wentz. Last year, if we had a backup quarterback, we win that Seattle game. And so philosophically, I like what they did. Where was the outrage last year when they took Andre Dillard? Well, that we, was their first-round pick. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> what was wrong with that? Well, he's not going to start. You have Jason Peters. Well, yeah, but that's different. I mean, you have they had eight offensive linemen go down. You know, it's not like one quarterback goes down every game. So that's that's different there, Brian. But I I I understand where you're coming from, and from a long term, I, I do understand that. You know, the a, a who cares? Who cares what the what what it says in front of you? A quarterback is still, and probably even more so, now more valuable than anything in the NFL. Prey on weak teams. You know, this is Howie Roseman who flipped. Bradford for a first and a fourth when a team got incredibly desperate. So why not have that asset on hand all the time to go and replenish picks when you're probably going to be picking at the bottom most of the time, right? If you believe, well, I don't know now. <laughs> Maybe they're up top for, for uh, the next 10 years. I don't know, but we always thought they would be down in the 20s. And instead of reaching for Jalen Rager every single time, maybe you have a quarterback that's cheap, that's still on his rookie deal, that has a massive floor that could almost be a starter the day he gets there. Right fit, right weapons, right coaching. We all know that stuff. But the Eagles have one, and they have one that they trust in more in Carson Wentz than they do in Jalen Hurts, and we need a pass rusher. We need a, a, a the number one wide receiver. We need all these different things. I think that's a part of switching their model from where they were, which we haven't seen, you know, this happen one since Howie's really been here. 2017, 18, all of those things are gone. And we asked them to do something different. And this is what they're telling us. We're going to do this like, you know, it's more of a 2B, 2QB starter league than it is a backup and a starter. And I say that because a lot of this is trending towards the college game. The NFL is basically already there. And more games, more variables, that's where I can at least understand some of that. I don't think we're ready for that because we haven't thought about that at all. Uh, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how this moves forward. I'm very skeptical of all of this, but at least now, 24 hours you know, before, there is, there is more of a, a realization of, of kind of what's going on. So we go to Mike in Bryn Mawr. Mike, what's going on here? How are you, bud? How are you doing? So, so thankful. And I'm finally able to get in. I've been listening since 2006, and it's the first time that I was able to get in. Now, about the draft. Yes. In my opinion, now, like I said, I'm, I'll be 65 soon. I'm a Vietnam War veteran. Mm-hmm. So, well, thank you for your service. Well, that's okay, buddy. Don't worry about it. I will do it again. But here's the deal. In my opinion... Concerning the draft we have so far, not not concerning what we have remaining, but I'm talking about so far. And I bet you there's a lot of people that would disagree with me. But here's the thing. Okay. I think on a scale of one to ten, 
We did a 6.5. Okay. Yeah. Now, hey, Mike, can you turn your your radio down, bud? I'm going to put you on hold just for one second. I'll, I'll get back to you because uh, we were just having some trouble hearing you. Uh, but I, I think I know where you're, you were trying to go there. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to go check out Crane in, uh, in Portland. Crane, what's going on? Oh, I, what, what are you making in all this, man? Oh, yeah. Um, thanks for taking my call. Of course. Well, two things. Um, one, you know, it reminds me of the whole uh, – uh, we have no jobs, we have no foods, and our pet heads are falling off <laughs> over here. Yes. Um, but, you know, one is like this whole thing, like we draft these, these players and it's like, oh, they could fill this role, they could fill this role. Like what happened just like picking a guy that we know is going to be the best at that position? Um, that's one part I'm hung up on. Yeah, I, uh, I, I guess that's that, that's a, a part of this too. And even, even me saying – uh, you know, one of our previous callers brought it up, like AJ uh, Epinenza, who is mm-hmm. by by far like way more. Everybody's obsessed with the production versus what he can actually do athletically, and I agree with everybody. Uh, and if yeah. he were to come here, I don't know if we'd be exactly too jazzed about that, and he would have been more of like a, a a defensive tackle look, just because he's not he doesn't have that same kind of burst and get off. So I don't really yeah. know overall if that changes everything and what's the difference between Jalen Hearns and that in terms of value it's massive quarterbacks are always going to be more important now than pass rushers and even more so with more games with the ability to to do you know a, a bunch of other different stuff that the NFL is already showing you like it, it, it right. is it's it's not this this pro style offense stuff anymore it's all turned to college it's all there it's all the same yeah, and I just feel like we're just like creating a quarterback controversy. Like as soon as like one door is closed around Carson Wentz, it's like we're opening another one, you know? Yeah. And I feel like we even riled on the pick of Thorson last year, and that was a, a seventh round pick, and here we are picking a, a back quarterback in round two. Yeah, and it's uh, and we appreciate the call there, Crane. I, I <laughs> yeah, and, and the most rational thing that I can think of that's not really on the surface is that they look at this thing and and, and they have they are trying their first attempt at solving the QB salary cap issue, and by doing this, you know they would again. I, I what is it? What's the second round tender most of the time when you come out like three, four, five million dollars, and where they're at at fifty three, it's probably even less. So if you can develop a high level floor quarterback to be a starter. Uh, I don't know. It sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth. Honestly, like the more and more I talk about this, the more it seems like we are, or at least I am, kind of trying to rationalize some of this. And it's not that. We just don't have the information. That's why we're upset. You have a right to be upset. And uh, I, I have no no guesses that Hassan in Strawberry Mansion is uh, <laughs> is equally upset uh, right now about you know how all of this has happened. But Hassan, what's on your mind, man? Well, it's true. I'm, I'm befuddled by it. Because I like, uh, unlike others, I actually like Jalen Hurts. And me too, as a as a player. I, I yeah, yeah alone, absolutely. I personally think he he could be arguably the third best quarterback in his draft. And that's but, important. That's important for next year too. You know, yeah. because because of the the way that college football might shake out. But like you said, unless you don't have faith in Carson, why are you picking him with your second round pick? Now yeah. you got three. If you got three number twos and he's right here, I understand the pick. Yeah, it, it, yeah, right. And, and like, I, I can't. I, I want to in in <laughs> in reality. I want to believe that a guy like Hertz, who you know, you you follow college football as as much as anybody else does. You saw what happened in, in Alabama, and then his transfer exactly. over Oklahoma. Like that is exactly what Carson Wentz has gone through, is going through 
thought I, you know, we escaped that a little bit, but that's where I think there won't be this, at least that's initially, why initially. To me though, yeah. you because you get rid of foes and you bring in a way better version of them. And if Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, gets a sniff of the field, Wentz ain't getting back on it. If he gets yeah. three or four games where Wentz is hurt, they're going to be talking about Trey and Wentz. And this fan base is going to be talking about getting him out of here, leave him, leave him on the side. Like, my thing is the controversy that's going to come with Jalen Hurts. Do you, I, for one, feel yes. like he's a, a player. You need a backup. Okay, all the above, he checks those boxes. We need a backup. He's a great player. But for this city and for what we just went through with Wentz, I don't think you want to bring that right back in here. Yeah, I know. Hassan, I think you make some uh, some good points, and I feel like they've ignored that part of it after Carson has shown and challenged every single time. Yes, I can get through this, but there there is there is some other reasoning that we're trying to find out today. There has to be. 215-592-9494. When we get back, maybe L.A. Shore Parks has some answers to those questions. It's Go Birds Radio right here, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is Go Birds Radio. Rob Ellis is coming up at 3 o'clock, and boy, oh boy, do we have, uh, uh, I mean, we've been talking about a lot. Who, who knows? Of course we know what's going on. Madness is happening. Uh, and maybe uh, our good friend Elliot Shore Parks, who has been uh, writing and not sleeping for like, uh, I don't know, three weeks almost, it seems like, joins us right now. Elliot, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I've not been sleeping, but Howie rewarded us with a quarterback controversy, so I guess it was uh, it was worth the long hours. God bless us. God bless us, everyone. Um, is there anything that I have texted or said or done to convince you that maybe there is a lot of different long-term optionality scenarios in why Jalen Hurts is selected second overall, or is this just more simple and they don't buy into Carson as much anymore? I don't think there's any way to look at this pick as a good one. I mean, I like Jalen Hurts as a prospect. I really do. I think that, you know, prior to him coming to Philadelphia, I looked at him as a guy that could be a mid-round steal for a team. I think he has intangibles. He can move. He has a strong arm. He's a winner, which is something the Eagles brought up in their uh, conference call that I know will really irk you. But they brought up his uh, win-loss record and all that. So I like Jalen Hurts. But, but here's the thing. This is only a successful pick if he either plays and plays well, in which case is at the expense of Carson, or if they trade him for something better than the value of the 53rd overall pick. I don't see how they're going to get better than the 53rd overall pick for him. If they do by some long shot, it's not going to be for another year or two. Then you're also talking about that rookie, whoever they pick with that pick, developing. I just I don't get it. To me, it seems like Howie trying to overthink things. I don't buy into a two-quarterback two system. I don't buy into you know, him being able to help if there's 18 games, which I know is something you texted me. I just, I don't see any upside to this pick. Well, here's what I'll say. And and, and I will, I'll, I'll throw this out there too. Don't you think it's not as much of a long shot that college football would not be around this year? Don't you think that's more possible than long shot though? But, but I don't even think that's a relevant point in, in this conversation. You can't, you can't base your draft strategy off of how the coronavirus might impact. What are you talking football. about? Of how it infects everything? Your draft, your quarterbacks, the health of your team. You absolutely have to be thinking about that going into a draft. 
You have to. First of all, I I, I completely disagree with that because we have no idea what's going to happen. I mean, that's why you have to prepare for it. Sorry, go okay, ahead. Okay, but let let's just say there's no college football, right? But let's just say. So what, what does that mean for Jalen Hurts? Does that mean in a year, all of a sudden, he's way more valuable? You could argue yes. he's less valuable. Why would he be more valuable in a year if there's no football? Because how are you going to scout most of those quarterbacks that aren't, first of all, in the top ten of teams, which are bad anyway? Uh, and, and then what happens after that? There is more to this. I mean, like I said, Jalen Hurts just went in the second round. If there is somebody at 15 through 20, 32 next year, and you want to upgrade just to do that quickly for a short-term investment, you could do that. Uh, if Jalen if Jalen Hurts wasn't worth a first-round pick this year, why would he be worth one in a year? Because especially who is going to – No, just really quick. Especially when the Eagles have no leverage. Like, no team is going to believe the Eagles that they are willing to hold Jalen Hurts for four years as a backup quarterback. Maybe why? you get a, a trade – Well. What do you mean? Why? Why? Why, why would Jalen? Why? Why is Jalen Hurts not and not couldn't possibly just be a backup quarterback for the rest of his career here in Philadelphia? Okay. Well, number one, if that's the case, then that's a bad use of resource at number fifty-three. But my point is, if the if a team calls and said we'll give you a fourth-round pick for Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles go, no, we're not doing it for anything but a first. No team's going to do that because they know the Eagles have Carson Wentz. Like that. The, the, Jalen Hurts is not going to re-sign with Philadelphia in four years unless he's a starter, right? But and that gives you four, a four-year window to to wait and see and see what's okay, going so on it, and have a backup it, that is better than any other backup that you've had, including Nick Flo's floor almost. Like, they're basically – I don't know if they're the same. I haven't, I haven't honestly gone back into Hurts' tape or anything like that, but – I mean, you could you you are the one that always argued it's you Carson Wentz is injury prone. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. So why yeah, not have the best? Ch- it, but 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 my point is, you still don't. Sorry. Oh no no you're good you're good. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Elliot. I uh, I accidentally hit the FaceTime button on the phone. But, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, look, Nick Foles would be a better backup option. Joe Flacco would be a better backup option. I'm not disputing the the how bad you need a backup. But you they cost too much, is my point. Over, right, but, but the whole point of how he's saying if you pay Carson all this money that you then have to use these draft picks and your salary cap space like, differently, right? So you're telling me the 53rd overall pick, one of the most important assets of the offseason, is being used on a player that, A, isn't even a good backup off the bat. I like Jalen Hurts, but he has never played in the NFL. He's not going to get OTA or minicamp. He's maybe going to get an abbreviated training camp. You don't want a rookie behind Carson. You want a veteran, right? So, let, but let's just also say Jalen gets in there and he plays at a high level. He goes two and zero, and everyone's sitting here and saying, "Oh, good thing they have Jalen." What does that mean for Carson again? Like, if if your sole objective of the organization is to help Carson win, if if it's to make the Eagles a better team, and by doing that, it's making Carson better, this does not help Carson. And I think if you're being honest with yourself, if I told you prior to the draft. They were going to use their second-round pick on a quarterback. You would have not liked it. Of course not. I didn't like it initially when it happened, Elliot. We were screaming about so it last night. Your mind. What's changed my mind is there has to be an answer to this other than just like, oh, this stupid and all they get is a second-round pick back at most and why would they do this and, and whatever. We have constantly had discussions on how to change the salary cap once you have paid a quarterback. You can't bring in Joe Flacco for 6 to $7 million and have him be an why, asset why other than the, the three Eagles or four. The third most salary cap space in the NFL. Why so, can't you bring in Joe Because Flacco he has no NFL? value other than what's on the field. Jalen Hurts at least allows you optionality of trading that guy for a significant amount more than anything you would get with Joe Flacco if, if that I, I, occasion arised. 
Uh, and I think I think you've convinced yourself, and I appreciate it, but I think you've convinced yourself that they're going to be able to flip Jalen Hurts for more than the 53rd overall pick. Because they will, but, or, and at a minimum, when, they'll when, get it back. Give me, an example, give me an example of when a team has, dra- has had a quarterback on their roster, also had a starting quarterback, and traded that guy for more than a second-round pick. Sam, like, Sam, Sam, Sam Bradford, Minnesota Vikings, first and a fourth. Carson Wentz was just drafted it's there. Complete, completely and, 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 no one, and everyone knew that Sam Bradford was not going to stay there. Everyone okay, knew and did, still win. Let me ask you this: Why did they trade a first for Sam Bradford? Because they were the Minnesota Vikings were desperate. If you, there's going to be desperate Correct. teams again. That that's they, what they I'm wanted, saying. They they, right, they traded for Sam Bradford because they wanted to win right then. Right, they right. had to win. It was training camp. They were opening a new stadium. Jalen Hurts is not a win now quarterback. Jalen Hurts, even though I like him and I know you like him as a prospect as well. He is not a, a developed player ready to go in right now. Like, he's not. Right, so- but Elliot, Elliot, you're missing the point. I understand that it is a high resource and almost a ridiculous resource to use on a backup quarterback from a conventional league that we are used to with 16 games and all of that. I don't think you can do that anymore. Data is telling us that that is not true. People are getting hurt more, not less. And they're going to get hurt more once you add more games on and you make the one seed more important. And now we're talking about all those things. All the important things that the Eagles won the Super Bowl with are irrelevant, it seems like you're saying. Like, they don't need a guy like Nick Foles backing them up. And you're talking about the veteran presence now, but the veteran presence usually is not that good it's not that good, and and the longer the season goes on, you're going to need higher caliber talent that costs less money. Jalen Hurts want, is the only right. way to do that. I don't know of another way which would afford you more skilled players and all of that by wasting money on a backup quarterback, and I say wasting money on there's no <laughs> development, there's no there's no other options that you could trade them after that. Like You're just there making money, that's it, and most of the time, wasting it so that's why you're, i think it's you're, possible you're turning this into a, you're turning it into a discussion about the value of a backup quarterback me and you agree on the value of a backup quarterback right i said i would have brought nick Foles back i said i would have franchised him last offseason i'm not disputing with you the value of a backup quarterback but there's a difference between the value of salary cap space and the value of a draft pick the eagles came into this draft saying they had to get young players that could contribute to this team because of how much they're playing, uh, paying Carson Wentz, because of how much they're paying Fletcher Cox. And there's also a difference between drafting somebody that coming into the draft, people projected to be a starter. Like, I know Jalen Hurts wasn't in that first group, but people projected him to be a starter. And ultimately, it comes down to this. If the Eagles felt a need to call Carson Wentz about this draft pick, that should have told them everything they needed to know. You have been the number one guy saying – Foles was a distraction. He shouldn't be here. You have yep. to make it about Carson, right? Absolutely. How do you think Carson felt this morning waking up knowing the backup quarterback was once again the talk of the town? When Carson has a press conference, whenever that might be, the first question will be about Jalen Hurts. Of course like, it will. You know, and you so, know what he's going to say? Jalen Hurts has been Jalen Hurts has been in the same situation that I have. The exact same one, except it's just not on the NFL level. My job was taken away. I had to re-pick up the pieces again, too. So I'm not going to be adamant and come in and be like, I'm the man, actually, now, Carson. No, that's why they did it, too, with so, this specific profile. So, so you thought that having Nick Foles around would be detrimental to Carson Wentz's development. but Yes, because he won a Super Bowl, Elliot. It's not on, that hard to figure but, out. Yes, but, but Jalen Hurts presents a different type of threat. And regardless... We can both agree Jalen Hurts being in the building is not good for Carson Wentz. Can we both agree on that? Uh, what was it? Sorry, you cut out just for Jaylen, a second. Jalen Hurts does not help Carson Wentz. 
Uh, uh, no, absolutely not. Not on okay. the field. Yes. So you're so you so you're willing to use the second round pick on a player that will not help Carson Wentz on this year. Staff. This oh, year, hold on, hold yes, on. he'll ne- he'll never help Carson Wentz. Right, the, he never will unless you want to give me as a teammate, which is whatever. But like, he never, he will, never will. Wait, why won't he ever? How, how will? is he? How is he going to help Carson Wentz? He's going to go in there for three or four games, or maybe have to go on a playoff run and try and do the same thing. It's over now. That's what I'm saying. The ego. Did Nick Foles the, help Carson Wentz? The, the yes, he did, of course. And and, and Carson yeah. Wentz helped Nick Foles, didn't he? I mean, it's how the QB well, warm room works. Josh McCown did the same thing. I, I mean, I I I don't know if. If, if a quarterback coming in and winning games with Carson on the sideline is good for the team, but he does not help Carson Wentz in the way we all talked about getting Carson Wentz. Of course it doesn't, but this is that's what I'm saying. Okay, so this is for so the willing, team, not Carson so Wentz. Willing, so you're willing to bring in a player that we can agree is now a distraction for Carson, at least right now. Who knows what it'll be, right? right. A, player that, a player that is not going to help Carson when he's on the field, all on the idea – that because there's no, there might not be college football. Nope, you nope, nope, able, nope, 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 Elliot. You, able, you are. Oh, you wait, are, hold on, hold on. All, all on the idea that regardless whether it's college football, all on the idea that you'll be able to flip Jalen Hurts. Uh, no, it, it, that's one aspect of it. You're, you're right. trying to lock this into one thing. It's not one thing. It's multiple things. So I, that's why I kind of, kind of understand it a little bit. And I don't think that taking, you know, college football off the map is is insignificant at all. That's a that's a major thing short term. Not going to be college football. But more than likely there's not going to be. And that's I already evident. With that. How how is that? They are canceling schools. You can't have student athletics without students. It's it's almost impossible to do that. I look, we we don't but my my point is we don't know, right? We don't know. So if you're going to use again, if if you want to tell me a fifth round pick like fine a second-round pick is an extremely valuable asset. It, it, it really is, especially for a team paying Carson as much as they are. It just to use it on a backup quarterback that, again, is also not ready to play. So if, you're, if you want to tell me that a backup quarterback is valuable to Carson because it will help him go – Valuable to the team. I don't know why I'm all, we already agree that it's not valuable to Carson. It's valuable to the team. That's the point of this. That's the point. Well, then of why it. is Nick Foles not here? Why, because why he costs so too much money and he's not that good and he's old. This is this is Nick really Foles ridiculous. Is a way at this point. better quarterback right now than Jalen Hurts. You, you can't afford him. That's the point. Is you've already paid the quarterback. You have got to find a way to get talented backups or second starters or whatever you want to call them without them costing money. That's the rationale that I'm assuming that they had to go and do here. And yes, just to your point, they have tried to make Nate Sudfeld a backup for a very long time, a six-round draft pick. We all thought he was going to take the job. Now it's not even close. He's gone. That's it. You've wasted time developing him into a guy that you can't trust to be a backup quarterback. What a waste of time that is. Accelerate the process, give this person a floor, and they'll be a backup maybe in six months as opposed to two years. That's the difference. You have to speed up that part of it so they don't cost as much. I, look, for, first of all, there's like a backup quarterback does not cost as much as, as you think it does. Number one, I mean, we're talking about six, seven, six or seven million dollars, maybe eight million dollars on a salary cap that's always rising. The val- again, the value of the second round pick is you get a player that's contributing for you each week at a low pay scale. Right? That's how teams win with high expensive quarterbacks. They have guys on the field that are making two. You know, second round, you're making, I think, around $2 million. 
that are making $2 million. Yeah, but Elliot, you have to pay playing. them anyway. You have to pay them anyway. That's what. That's my point. That's the thing you're missing. What they're, do you mean you have to pay them anyway? It, it doesn't matter. Once they're here, you have to pay them money. That's what I'm saying. And if you are yeah, you wasting resources with money when you shouldn't be, and all your resources should be in draft picks, it has to be flipped once you've paid the quarterback, you are not going to find a cheap, highly talented with some development and some upside like Jalen Hurts anywhere in the veteran pool. You're just not. No, well, first, I, I disagree with that, number one. I think Joe Flacco is a better backup than Jalen Hurts is because what you want in a backup is different. But he costs money, money, Elliot. <laughs> yes, he does, but, but, but how much do you think the second-round pick is worth? Like, it's worth more than the cap space it would take to sign a veteran backup. And also, on a larger scale, let's, just larger scale, the Eagles are not winning a Super Bowl unless Carson Wentz gets help. As, look, we can disagree on our opinion of Carson, but he needs more on the field than he had last year. They used a valuable resource that they could have used to help Carson for a potential backup for when Carson gets hurt. If the Eagles are not winning a Super Bowl that way, I mean, look, I know they're not winning a Super Bowl now anyway. They're not winning a Super Bowl this year. Even before the draft, we knew that. They told us that that they weren't going to do that. I don't know why it's such a surprise to it. Like in in one year, like hey, this doesn't fit with the short term, you know, things, and therefore it's the worst thing that has ever happened. But I don't know. I don't think we're giving enough credit to. 17 game schedules to the. I'll say the, this: you've made the best argument of anybody after. I I I, 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 just think that there is a lot more why, and we're not asking. That's all. I don't, I don't know if I buy into any of this, but it's not as simple as just saying, you know, or, or to your theory. And here's where I'll leave you. You brought it up. Do you think this is actually just they don't believe in Carson Wentz, and they had to get a quarterback, and they were trying to keep it quiet? I think that if any other team in the NFL drafted a quarterback at 53 overall after their starting quarterback finished the last three seasons injured, I think we all know what we would think about that. Now, maybe the Carson situation is different because he got paid, but look, I, I think as it's all I've been thinking about since they drafted this guy. And I think I'm coming down and maybe we're all being a little naive about what this means, about what they think about Carson. It could be. And I could be very, be very, very, very naive. And I guess we just kind of got to wait and see, but uh, plenty of, Plenty of things to get into. Uh, man, I mean, uh, we're going to be talking about this for, I don't know, how long? <laughs> forever? This is probably until, forever. Until one of them's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is this is definitely forever. Uh, Elliot Shore Parks, of course, a fantastic work. 94wip.com slash go birds. Uh, all of uh, the, the different draft profiles that uh, from all the different selections that have happened so far. Whew, especially, especially with this Jalen Hearns uh, piece. Uh, plenty more. Thanks e, for, for hanging out, man. Hope you're staying safe out there. Yep, talk to you soon. You got it, man. Thank you so much. Um, when we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll roll through some phone calls, talk to Rob Ellis maybe for a little bit. And, uh, whew, man, it's uh, it's going to be a hard one to figure out for a very, very long time of why all of this ended up happening. 215-592-9494. It's all right here. It's Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is Go Birds Radio, right here at Sports Radio 94 WIP. 215-592-9494. Rob Ellis is going to come in in uh, just a little bit. It's been a fantastic uh, two-hour reaction to this. So glad you're with us and hope you're with us uh, throughout the rest of the day as we go to Mike in Bryn Mawr. Mike, what's on your mind, man? Well, Mike. All right, we're going to put Mike... <laughs> 
<laughs> we're gonna put Mike on. Let's go to the other Mike in Ewing. That's going on. What's going on, Mike? How are you? We having problems with the phones here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right, we're gonna put everyone on. Don't worry. We don't go anywhere because because Rob is Rob is here for uh, for the 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 whole shebang of this, man. I mean, you you are definitely gonna get your points in because there's just so much to talk about. I, I guess that's why it is such a weird thing to do. And that and and it's a wrong thing to do in a traditional sense. It just is. You, there there isn't anything to get past that. It doesn't help Carson Wentz. That's the one thing I do agree with Elliot the most. It's the one thing I reacted to the moment that this happened. But there there can't be just a uh, a very simple explanation to this. This just seems like we need a lot of options, and we are not sure of the foreseeable future of a lot of things, including Carson Wentz's health. The NFL just changed its schedule to have 17 games, which means there's more chance for injury. And also, it's important that the regular season continues with no drop-off at the quarterback because now the number one seed is way more the ultimate prize than anything else. If you get the number one seed, you're going to the Super Bowl. That's what the data tells you. Over the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever it has been, a number one seed is going to the Super Bowl, and you have your best chance to win one by having that buy. We know that very well. And to to sit here and think like, yeah, but you don't actually think that this is the point in time where the NFL is now going to adapt itself to this more of a, a college sense where you've got two quarterbacks that you're going to need to sustain yourself throughout the NFL. I know it sounds weird, but that is what is happening and has been happening. And this is a very bold statement to come out and yell and say, actually, we're ahead of all of this. I know better than everybody else in the league, which is scary because that means you're making a huge mistake, like the Bucks taking a kicker in the second round type of mistake. And it doesn't quite feel that way because it's a quarterback. It has a lot of value. It will help the Eagles, it not, you know, not directly Carson Wentz here, in the fact that, yes, you are going to need somebody that has starting caliber quality, that doesn't cost a lot of money, that's better than Joe Flacco, that's better than Case Keenum, and that is going to develop quicker than somebody like, you know, Nate Sudfeld, who took forever to develop into, and it, and he can't even get the, 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 the backup job here, Rob Ellis. And I, I don't know. I have more questions than answers. I have theories. I, people are trying to say I'm rationalizing this, but I'm just asking why and pushing back because I don't think it's something as simple as they don't believe in Carson Wentz after they've been protecting him forever and now they suddenly change their mind overnight i don't i don't think so i don't buy the they don't believe in carson wentz i I don't believe that but i think people are twisting themselves into pretzels like john i should get some golden's mustard out and put oh it on yeah you. i should just roll in it just to be trying, honest with you to, i, I, I twist it myself this i can't <laughs> i mean you know usually cooler heads prevail you have a night to sleep on something it's it, it yeah, usually, this. usually does you good and then right. you wake up the next day and you can kind of see the light a little bit uh, I'm not seeing the light. I just don't understand. You know, it's funny. It, it, it's the same reaction you had with Jalen Rager. It's like I don't really dislike the the the, the, the kid, uh, his ability, or things like that. Yeah. I can't rationalize this at 53. I can't rationalize it in the second round. It's a luxury pick for a team that would be loaded at every position and didn't have massive needs. Yeah. If that's what it was, but that's not what this is. And. You know, some of the things that I'm hearing, uh, and I don't mean you, I mean what, what Howie said last night, talking about them being a football, a quarterback factory. And, <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it, that's yeah. going to live with gold standard. Oh, yeah. 
you know, and, and you hear things like that. You know, if we do, you know, if we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. It's going to live right there with that stuff. I'm trying to think to myself, how, how, and why, and in in a, in an off season where he's not going to have the luxury of OTAs or installs or any yeah. of that kind of stuff. The, the notion that if Wentz gets hurt, he's the perfect insurance policy. No, he's not. Five minutes ago, he was playing in college. He's not going to be the, the perfect luxury to throw in there because he's not going to be ready. Right. And you're back to what, Sudfeld? You're back to Sudfeld if, if Wentz goes down. So this Wentz is always hurt thing makes sense if, if you were able to plug the guy right in. Right. How yeah. are you plugging him right in? Yeah, and, and maybe – you know, one of the things I've been at least questioning or asking or whatever is maybe this is a way to counteract like QB salary and you're trying to do that. Maybe, but, but you have but then, $27 million. But I think you and Elliot made great points. It's just like a veteran doesn't really cost you that much, so they're probably going to end up signing one anyway. Let me give you an example. Like, I, I think the Cam – now even after you look at the draft picks, like you thought Cam maybe to the Chargers, right, or something like that, maybe, I don't know, uh, or Jameis Winston. Right, He's yeah, not, They're not going to the Chargers. Right. You could maybe rationalize Jacksonville, maybe. Where else? So my point is, these guys will sign somewhere, but they're not going to sign for anywhere near the kind of money we think they're going to sign for, Yeah. especially a Flacco. After you get past Jameis Winston and Cam, then you fall into that next tier. They're not going to cost that much. Yeah, but but I don't know if there is, and, and maybe this is a part of it too, like do they feel that if they win and got a Flacco or somebody that is somewhat established and had a career that if he has success, we're going to fall into that same trap anyway. Well, that doesn't really make, yeah, make no. it, maybe, I mean, like we're, we're all going to be calling for Jalen or whatever in any way too, right. if we're upset about it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I heard your theory uh, of, Hey, you know, you can flip this guy eventually. Uh, yeah. You probably, Possibly. you could, yeah. maybe you could, but that would be predicated upon him getting out there and showing you something to begin with first. Second, if you're flipping them, you're looking at a year or so, or maybe even later down the line, you're in win now. Even yeah. though people don't think you are, why did you trade for Darius Slay? Exactly. Why did you give Wentz yes, the deal? Makes no sense. Why did you sign Hargrave to a boatload at a position exactly. where you already had two guys? Right. So you're trying to win now. This is you're not rebuilding. Yeah. This is a we. It, it just. I don't get it. I, I don't think, and, and just like you're saying too, I, I we think the Eagles can be really dumb sometimes. And, and the margin of error might be a little small here. This is bolder than they've, yeah. I've ever seen. And when you, that's why I, I, I am still, it's not hope, it's not anything. I just don't think we have the proper information of what they're saying. If Ian Rappaport is telling me the minimum that they will get back is a second rounder, he's saying that, yeah. then we're missing something. Yes. Because there is a larger scale to this thing. And I hope that we all wake up from this nightmare and that this is a wonderful present at the end of the day. And it just goes, actually, here's two first a motion. We have a quick pick. There it is. The Philadelphia so, Eagles trade back. And- trade back with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I just had the compensation up one second there. They traded back. They also, according to Adam Schefter, in separate trade. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Breaking, breaking. Yes, even better, exactly. even better. Breaking the news. Eagles have now traded for 49ers wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, uh, coming from uh, Adam Schefter here. I now like too. That. So 
that was always kind of in the books in the offseason has had, <laughs> you'll love to hear this, some major injury issues oh, coming yes. through. Yep. Uh, and uh, Matt Breida was also traded to the Dolphins uh, today uh-huh. as well from San Francisco. So there's a lot of things moving. But there's your other veteran wide receiver. Yeah. Win healthy is very good, What by did the they way. give up for, for Goodwin? We don't have that compensation yet. But the Eagles trade... got 130, or oh, one, go. 173 and 227 that, from that Miami. Was the, yeah, that was for, the trade gotcha. back okay. Okay. For the fifth, in the fifth round, 173 and 227. 27. I haven't seen anything from Schefter or Rap Sheet about uh, the compensation for Marquis Goodwin yet, though. Uh, and also, this just coming from uh, Mike Garofolo, the Eagles were in the mix for Brandon Cooks before the Rams traded him to the Texans, so they were looking for mm. speed veteran wide receivers, and Brandon Cooks would have been one of them mm. uh, as well. So uh, very interesting here wow. is that this thing keeps piling on and piling on and piling on. What I will say, Rob Ellis, you have a lot to dissect, <laughs> a lot of phone calls to get through. You do a lot of hockey today. I mean, <laughs> and we're yes. going to talk about the Flyers. That's it. Rob Ellis has uh, got you uh, till till six. Here we oh wait, actually till six o'clock. Uh, keep the phone calls coming. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. At the end of this, we're all going to be crazy, but let's enjoy the craziness all together. All right here, Sports Radio ninety four WIP.